Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm M. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Kareem. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Oh. <laughs> Almost there. We didn't all happen in at the same place to do it. But we get it perfect <laughs> at least once. Most of us have to be in the same place because we don't have here's somebody. I am. How are you? Hey, I'm here uh taking it easy. No end of semester, so I'm in good spirits. Case is warming up. Finally. So that's oh, no, I'm going to tell the listeners. Listeners, right now, Emma give me a distributed <laughs> a cooked down vibe. I'm on the old Pandavanda, finish up one conversation, right? They pick me around and back asleep for the afternoon for wake up just in time for the four o'clock dinner. They're going to come in and they're going to argue a little bit, but they're going to all right, by the time the family sits down, I don't vibe. They put it in a nice I'm supposed to, he's a long time big woman. Yes, black time people, man. Yes, <laughs> like, like you're great. Like, even though coconut milk still shop, you're still up a great at your award. <laughs> yeah, of course, my friend never bad a sachet, never bad a sachet. I don't believe in a tin piece now, they are so curing from overnight. Would the girl cut up in that? <laughs> that energy is very good for you. Okay, baby. Nice and refreshing. The exam them never kill their ass. Well, <laughs> and the grade them start coming, so may I feel a little better. Whatever. The anxiety has shed a little bit. So she can't wait. I wish I was the last in the year. In our first year, this, right? Yeah, in our first year. All right. First. Last semester, this worry out hell, and then peer hundred good year again. Peer I saw it go. I saw it go in your first year. Every second year, and I said, look here, please. <laughs> Professor, I need a week extension, please. <laughs> you need to ask permission. I'm asking <laughs> them. Karim, how are you? Um, how was the, the other parts of your trip that I didn't get to see? I know that you're back in the US of here. How are things? It did nice. Jamaica have a little buzz. Jamaica have a nice little Well, I guess because when you come back, I'm happy. You know, you have a little money, you can spend, you can indulge under the things. So, it was nice. I was able to take my mom and grandma to um, Bahia. Okay, no Bahia never that won my price for the year. So I'm going to scoop up everybody and carry them go down there for three days. Then. And after that, we went to Montego Bay. Montego Bay, I'm a buzz. I like my baby. I'm going to start flying to my baby. I don't know. That's my next couple. Nice couple of down there. I never really seen a man. Go the world trip still. I don't know if I true me. Never really a look, but. No man still there to make him. I have to know if I find him. <laughs> <laughs> well, depends on where I look for you. Where I look for stability. No, no really. Look Stamp on yeah. go. <laughs> rope shrubs. Rope shrubs. Stamp on go. Stamp on go. But yeah, I mean, it was good. I know I'm going to come back and come, good to come back and do the most this weekend. So my brother's girlfriend had her birth. It's her birthday weekend, so Friday she had like a lingerie party. 
and I'm gonna go up another party and I carry and I'm drink and drunk. Wake up Saturday now. Jesus, we should have an actual birthday party Saturday. Why am I doing this today? I do the absolute most. This man will wake up and feel like she may talk vomiting the way. I never so drunk yet. I never couldn't tell where last me so drunk. Drunk to my vomit. And now I just, just feel so drained. So like, have a good time. I don't have people. I do have a good How about you, Glenn? How are you? Um, let me think. Sometimes I have to really stop and think. I think I had a good week. Um, I really don't have much to complain about. Um, Things are definitely in a good place for me. We said goodbye um, to my dearest Javian. I've been hearing me on the podcast and can't fight me. But um, we said goodbye to Javian this week um, at Equality officially. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, outside of that, it was, you know, a, a good week. We did go out and eat food and we drink and we laugh and so, right? And Javian can't get rid of me. We're not well enough to get in. cannot get rid of me. And can't replace him with nobody in my life. I come up by me, I come create rupture. So, I don't worry about that part, that things. So, um, yeah, um, can't complain. I think, I'm not going to lie, these past few months, like, I'm going to be down my business. Mm-hmm. Drink and life space, right? I'm going to just uh, try to work on get certain papers in WhatsApp, get certain documents in WhatsApp, um, get things in order so I can get to where I want to get to. Um, like I said, I've been on my journey to my final form for some time now, and I try to reach this stuff. So yeah, I'm not working on one of project console, I'll site something. We can't wait to see them. Yeah, you. So yeah, good answer. Yeah, you. Okay, what are we doing today, Kareem? Oh, this week, listeners, we are gonna dig up in our end business. <laughs> It's 21 questions with the lovely M and we um we have 21 questions that we're gonna ask, get to know this wonderful person more and to and we know Glenroy got big and with and we're Glenroy no know I want to know. We're Glenroy know I want to know and I'm gonna ask the lead up question them. So rest assured. <laughs> I know Glenn Rice, she has a gym, so the hand's strong for dig. Oh, that's strong for dig. <laughs> yeah, it was one piece of embarrassment. Yesterday, ago, um, my friend's house, we had out with a watch Maleficent, we had a watch two Maleficent movie them, and go to give me one jar for what I want the jar. Also, <laughs> I'm glad I bring up that because it reminds me. Um, before you left me, uh, before you got fired, and you screw something, I'm a cannot unscrew it. The fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tight. I'm sick of it. Like, me the effort, like something did wrong with the fan. It's a shaky, shaky, shaky. I'm gonna find a next way around it because the way your M screwed the fuck tight, I cannot. Oh, wait a minute. I could me try, re and try. No, it, it could, it could, it was not a thing. So, whenever you come back to Jamaica, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna. All right, now, now put that part of the top of the land. I forgot to ask Andrew for just excuse me from quarantine, so I can't come and school. Yeah, quarantine, I'm not a fix. Sorry, I didn't have to say because it didn't come to me. One piece of struggle, my embarrassed myself in all way. I'm not going to give you for me, I can't open the jar, I can't unscrew things or anything. I can't go far. 
But yes, we're going to ask them these lovely little questions that, we're, that I mentioned. Um, and as Karim rightfully say, anything, any kind of follow-up, come with you one question, come in with me, you're never sure about. So I want to know what a person who need or no. <laughs> anything? thing? When we feel like say I get surface answer, I got a follow-up question. And like when it's the last time to land there, we can if you reach over 21, it reach over 21. Can follow up, don't count. Landville Depan, it's supposed to be only 21. <laughs> 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 ah, hello, I'll be more than you can answer the whole of them. <laughs> All right, you can start uh Kareem. All right, question number one. What is one thing Batty Life taught you? Listen, one thing about life teach me that where where you consider to be at, not necessarily at. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, can you have sometimes, like it happened to me a few times where I put on one nice outfit in the mirror at 12 times and say, yeah, eat this girl. I'm touching the part and I said, no, to blood. Crap, why this movie come out of road? <laughs> but yeah, it, it really has, um, like, I like that because, you know, it made me really think about ways that I can elevate my own style and fashion. So, yeah. Is it because the girls are stylish or, yeah, what, what, made, what led to that realization? Well, there's that, um, them stylish, of course, but then sometimes it just, I, I guess it's probably more internal because you're in this space and you don't want to seem less than. So I guess a fair, bit, a fair amount of um, anxiety or imposter syndrome come up where you think, say, you don't really match up to the girls in the party. And you want to make, make a statement. Right. Yeah. girls make a statement and say, you can't walk and say a girl and statement, man. Right, yeah, for, by better standards. Yeah, trust me, a different no, no, standard. A different standard. That. No lie, though. There was a straight woman who told me that she not feel like her outfit nice. She not feel like she act unless a gay man compliment her. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> no, but that's true. So, like, you will go to the party them and you'll say, "Oh, so we all of them girl," and then you always want to have all of them girl yeah, shop. Hello, yeah. But always ask, "Where them get the clothes?" Cause. We go all both in a Kingston and wherever online. I'm gonna ask them something here. Like yeah, I want yeah, I want to get them up and like I make things for the party. I miss that thing. Yeah, but um I've actually heard that a lot of them have designers where I make close to them for this event. But especially mm-hmm. like the drag queens and stuff. Yeah, when we did just start and say, oh the girl them show up and show out, we did those things, we did have to travel to look a niche for myself, right? Because otherwise. Yeah, 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 but just decide to say, you're not going to play for them game, you're going to create your own. Yeah. Girl. And that's it boiled down to for me, um, just determining what I wanted my aesthetic to be mm-hmm. and just build that. Yeah. So anytime I step in our event, then you know, say I expect a particular look and you just elevate that every time. That's not bad. All right. What is the best thing about your life right now? Hmm. Question um, the best all right. It would have to be that I am where I am now in terms of 
away from Jamaica and away from an identifier because I've been able to focus on so much more, um, so many more things that I wanted to be focusing on before but couldn't. And one of those major things is just who I am as a person and what I want out of life. Um, so, like, I'm just happy, happy, happy for this right now. Outside of Jamaica, we can just live free to some extent, live freely to some extent, um, and explore different aspects of my personality and what I want to show the world. And just if you can, you know, engage with everything I want to engage in. I couldn't get food, 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 I Describe that moment you found the right term or label or category to describe your essence and attractions. The, mo- Wait, so the moment? That moment, like what was it like when you stumbled across that word to say, oh, and I eat this, I'm not just gay, I'm pan, I'm gender non-conforming, all those things. I remember when they had me not to tell you no lie, because I don't really feel like there was a moment like that. Um, I mean, surely enough, the day when I discovered the word, so the word exists, <laughs> that was a revelation in of itself, you know, say, you know, that particular thing could be, that like could be me, but it's always been like, it just, it's just always been a journey, like, you know, but I don't, I don't know if answer that one, man. Everybody there, we learn about the words. I remember, 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 known about um, transsexuals and transgenders and the like. Um, but what I didn't really know is, I, mean, I didn't know anyone personally who was transgender. And it was at um, the Black Tie, 2016 was it, right? Um, Pride event, when I found out that one of my friends, um, Renee Green, was actually a trans woman. That was when I started to really think about my own identity. And that, that took a, a couple of years, a couple of years well to actually come into my own and say, yes, I'm actually um, transgender. And then that actually went from me saying, oh, I'm trans femme or something else. Like it was, a, I think we probably got through about three identity before me end up on non-binary. Um, but it was, I think it was really that moment in terms of my gender identity that I realized that I could, that I'm actually not cisgender. Mm. Okay, big up for the English there. Big ups. Um, so then the follow-up question, well, it's not a follow-up. The next question is, how easy or difficult has it been explaining your gender identity to persons, whether inside or outside of the community? But um, inside of the community, um, varying levels of difficulty. Um, but it's mostly difficult with a cisgender gay men, um, for the most part. Like I find it very, 
difficult to explain a lot of things to them because they, they already have this mind block that, oh, there are too many definitions to contend with and I'm always confused. I'm really can't bother learn all of them, so yeah, et cetera. So there's that. But for the most part, um, it's very easy because me as a girl, when I really deal with complications, so if me I tell you about my gender identity and you are complicated, me I tell you to fuck off and leave me alone, and I hate that. Me not really have the time because me not feel like it that hard to understand. Me understand say it may be difficult to comply with my request to not gender me because of what you're used to growing up. We can't get that, right? But when you go, when you go, when you go, come back at me and tell me, say, you know, understand why this makes sense, or you know, see that way they are, you go, one, tell me <laughs> who I am, then it's gonna go to shit real quick. Um, but all in all, it's not, it's, I don't think it's difficult. I, I don't have a quick, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's easy, and when it's not, you bounce. Yeah, I, I I try to surround myself with people who are open-minded enough to get it when it needs okay. to be done. I wonder if you have any experience like in your family tra- explaining that you're gender non-conforming. Do you? Uh, not not so far. Um, I did as I, I, again the the real the major challenge I have, especially within my family, is getting people to not gender me. <laughs> okay. So they they know. Um, They've accepted it, but we're still working through, you know, just working with my identity. My pronouns are no pronouns. Cool. Are you going there? No intermission. Oh, I'm interrupted. What (laughs) (laughs) to you is the biggest misconception about pansexual? that we're gay and don't want to admit it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like, um, that, that's probably the, the comment I get a lot um, from new persons, like, so persons who don't know me, and I tell them that I'm pan, that's often the comment I get, um, especially in reference to other pan people, because they really can so that bore me to the face, because again, I'm not telling about them around them. But um, for persons who knew me a long time, it, I'm not really sure where a lot of persons stand in terms of me saying I'm pansexual, but I often get the feeling that some people think me delusional when we tell them I'm pansexual. Because really, really and truly, in terms of my sexual preferences, I do prefer to have sex with guys. But I'm I'm very much open to the possibility of settling down with a woman or both at some point. And of course, um I'm not that hung up on gender. Like I've I've found myself just I don't know, like before before maybe in a, a few years ago, I would, it was always like looking at men and that's where my eyes would go first. Mm-hmm. Like, as a man, what can you offer me? But no, it's more like, oh, I like this person. Sometimes I even don't even, 
I have not even met the person to know whether or not they may identify as trans or whatever. And I don't know, I don't know, I just like, I just, I just like the idea of just knowing somebody on that level um, and not having it tied to these systems of, of characterization. Gotcha. Okay. Next question is, have you ever regretted a fuck? Spill the tea. If not, spill the deeds about an encounter you'd love to have again. <laughs> or both. And me put that one in there for the record. Come on. I got to think me and me put that one in your friend them. Father, you are one of your friend them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hands down, the first, the first fuck me ever fuck one man. Mm-hmm. That was like the one fuck me wish me could have taken back. <laughs> like <laughs> it was the lamest experience of my entire life Wait, across gen- across genders. Meaning for ear about chat. All right, you know Mega did. Was you receiving or was you giving? I was giving. Girl, sorry, I was no lie, man. Tell I was receiving. I late in my life and start give. Like, I'm never interested in that. So, why was it lame? What was the nigga doing or not doing? I feel like I mean, did have to, me, uh, my expectations were too high. I feel like I didn't watch too much porn and I didn't expect my things to go on <laughs> whenever it happened. But also, it did just lame because late experiences that I had after that issue, I never really, I never, my expectations were a problem. Mm. Um, I was in high school and my mother supposed to, well, my mother not listen to this anyway, but <laughs> in, I left school and got money before I go home. Because, you know, <laughs> and the digital, digital, digital chat room did I, did I go on them time, there's a meeting in oh, our boys. We're the other one. So yeah. you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so I met him. I, I met him in boys, the boys' chat room. I would have said so we have a hook up in the evening and go over and I don't know, like we did it and he might kill up himself and it was my first time and we just did it like sir, when you go finish becoming you for go home from it wasn't worth it. It was not worth it. And then you have, like, I got caught having sex with a guy once. And I would do that again. Get caught. Oh, good that was. You're rough. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, all right. Now, we're going to make sure. Yeah, I said Liam. But maybe we don't understand. The stroke game never goes. Right, that job, job. Yeah, when did that happen? Um, before the, the, the foreplay was lacking, the, like, my body just never, the touch them never did never that stimulate my body, I never feel into it. You know, like when, when you have sex with somebody and you get like a foreplay, they peel your nipple and you just feel the, the, the electricity just run through your body yeah. and you start, same time you start carrying on and you start moaning and you look all slow and under the touch. None of that oh, never did. Oh, for the cheer. <laughs> None of that never did go on. So, wait, one, one kiss I just write it to it? Exactly. And we just did it and like my no, favorite position is missionary, and like if me get here in a missionary, just know say I get it. And me never did a carry on, me never did a go on, me never did a respond to nothing like it. I was just there. Me just feel like one of them blow up all day where 
had to walk. Was he older than you? Yeah, he was. We're not going to tell him the age difference, but he was. The age difference, big. Girl, I be a big man. You played yourself sick. You're in good yeah. company. I'd be a big man. You stick with me there, Jimmy. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're not sit down because big man, them age don't know when they come. I had a big man, no, Kareem. A wig. I know someone, all we have to go content with at some point. I love. <laughs> But Maria, like, like somebody that comes to me is like, um, one of my friends said, Karim, did I talk to somebody who's 21? What do you mean? Girl, we're how much? Karim, my friend said, Karim, you have pushed 30. We said, freak. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's just a four year difference. No, friend, it's all of eight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, next question. Next question. What was going on in your life when you wrote that infamous blog? I remember I remember the word of one. I'm alive. Them time. Wait, tell us what the blog is. Um, I wrote. Was it? Was it the um? The one about Variego? Was it that one? No. I, well, yeah, yeah. I guess he meant that one specifically, but. Tell them about the entire what the black did name. You remember? Remember because it, it went through um some iterations. It started out as the chemist. Okay. Um and I don't even know what name now, because a long time in the right on it. But um so I was at a point in my life when I wanted I was I was making some changes in terms of just who I am. As a person, I just want a different experience. Um, I did want to connect with different people. Um, you know, just like one whole, whole over, overall of my entire existence. And so I started this blog um, because I really like to write. And it's not, it, it wasn't something that I was doing for leisure. Like most of my writings were geared towards either school or my profession. So I said, you know, let me tap into this because um, I have some opinions about some things where you know, I want to share. Not let nobody ask, but I just want to share them. Um, so I started this blog, this grand introduction, um, whole heap of self-aggrandizement um, on, the, on the page. Um, I wrote a few pieces. That, that was when I started to actively use Twitter again. Um, so I was sharing the, I was posting the blog, the, the blogs to Twitter as well. Um, I wrote a few. I wrote one about carnival versus dance talk. You know, every year them talk about carnival and dance talk and all them stuff. Um, right, both Apple versus iPhone. Sorry, Apple versus um, Android. All them something. But there was this one blog. I was walking in halfway tree one evening, right, and. I accidentally stepped on this lady's um, shoe. And Mama created one piece of excitement for me out of uh, um, Brooklyn, at the, the Mountain View taxi stand. So after me, don't apologize to her and whatever not. So I was like, I was inspired. So I wrote, I wrote a blog called um, the, basic, the Basic, it's called, I think it's called The Basic Nature of the Jamaican Barrigo. I think that's what it's called. 
blog <laughs> um so it was basically a blog um talking about my disdain for loud women that's what it, that's that, that that was the gist of the blog to be honest <laughs> everything else let me say not really factor that was really the gist of it i never like loud women and I never know about misogyny. I never know about nothing, something there. Right? That was just me expressing how I felt about that particular situation and those particular um, character traits, specifically in women. Javian, crack my pan. I see, see the subtweet there between Javian and Glenn Rye um, on Twitter. And I was just there, a cackle for off my teeth for the whole day um, because I'm like, well, to be honest, me didn't feel a way about it because me I say me never understand what the excitement was about, why I was being dragged, to be honest. But then I also record, but, I, but then I also was smiling inside because I was like, yeah, I got their attention. So <laughs> the next step really was <laughs> just to go all in and do a mini for do for form the connections and do a match. Um, and, and, but, and to M's credit, M did post up. M did come. M did come. <laughs> I met them. I said hi. I saw what you said online. <laughs> so M is about that life. <laughs> and it was so. It was so funny that um, even though, I guess because I was a nobody, <laughs> um, it was um, I wasn't subject to the cancer culture that obtains. <laughs> Somebody kind of, I think they kind of have a little advantage um, with it because maybe if I was more popular or if I had status and then wrote that, then it would have been a different story. But needless to say, um, even with all of the, the, the dragging and the subtweeting, a lot of very good connections came out of that um, period, to be honest. Um, between Glenroy and Javian and all of those people. Um Smuddy Sled and I'm a DM round them time there too. And we did have one little short fling and so on that did nice. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm gonna regret writing it. Like, me take it oh, down. Bad, I took, did I take it down? Or is it still there? No, my love, but just Google it, see it yeah? It's still there, it's still there. <laughs> yeah, because that is but the no, tie to the basic bit of the Jamaican diary, bro. I know, I know. I took the, I took down a particular um post, but I wasn't sure if it was that one. It was a post that um was talking about feminism and gender roles. I think I taken down that post because my views on that have been, have changed drastically since I wrote it. But I'm not one. I'm not one for for deleting stuff like in my set. Just know say I said it with my chest. And unless me in a myself decides say that's no longer my position, me not take it down. Nobody not bully me if it delete, if it delete no tweet and take down nothing. Okay. So long story short, I still don't like the Jamaican diary basically. <laughs> no, I, I I don't like I don't like loud people in general. But I feel like the, the post I want to I want to buzz tweets. So like if it means to erase already come with it, right? So all that too. That's I think too. Three, at this time. Met him on 10 years later. <laughs> we'll move past me dragging him online for the blog. Right? We'll move on and thought we start at all. But yeah, girl. it was an important question for us because also I'm gonna tell you, I'm a different me, I'm a friend. 
even though I don't matter, I don't want question. All the black did right, it did not come off like him, did I give it like a how it was written? Maybe oh, we did not read it. But oh, it was written by the way. I never need look and find the black. I smell it, send the black to it. Right? <laughs> and then you know, so me I'm a pet peeve for misogyny within. At the time, I would have identified, I was identifying him as gay man, as a gay mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And so it was, so when we did see the line at the back, you know, oh, I love my women. So that's a way I could sit up here and go and like say, the man of God. And then I've been misogynistic. So, yeah, what do you call me? Instagram gay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> They turned it festive. When y'all do just a, y'all did me make friends by fighting first. <laughs> so the next question is, how have things been being a STEM queen? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's been a bittersweet journey. Um, it's not. It's one of those things like um where you definitely have to to really pick your battles and weigh your options carefully. Um, because me choosing me choosing that life um, as a STEM queen meant I opened up myself to certain risks um, in terms of discrimination, which I which I have um, experienced in the workplace to some extent. Um, but also it has been a very empowering journey since I decided that that's who I wanted to be. Um, but I, I, I'll share two experiences. Like, so I was enrolled as a grad student at UA at the time, as well as I was working in private sector. So I was, I was doing those two things. Um, the experience I have as a student was not as good as the experience I had working in the private sector. Mm. Um, and it was mostly because I think of the grad students who were who had this idea um, of uh, the kind of person I was and who were perpetuating those kind of homophobic ideals. Um, so that was like my right off my right off my grad experience at UA from longer time. So if you ever see me table, you will to all of that a part of the reason. Mm. But you know, like working in the private sector, I've been able to to sort of um open minds a little bit more because when I went into the company I was working for, there were some really homophobic people there, like and unapologetically homophobic. Mm. Like anytime the issue of homosexuals came up, like the conversation go- went so very quickly. Um, and I would never participate in those conversations. But then over time, as I started to affirm my, my own identity some more, you know, I started to wear braids, I locked my hair, I started to wear different colors in my hair. Um, I started to dress in ways that affirmed who I was. Um, I mean, never that wear skirts and heels or work on them someday, but. You know, look at nice fitted jeans and clothes tops and whatever. And, right. and I start carrying my handbag at some point, <laughs> my purse at some point. So 
over time I started to do all of those things, you know. So so and the, the attitude changed. Um conversations went in a totally different direction. So when when people start talking about when we start talking about these controversial issues like even abortion, even anything at all that can be thought of as being controversial. When we talk about those things in the office, like the opinions are were different and the way people spoke about them, they were intentional and you know persons were making a concerted effort to be inclusive in their speech. And all of that, all of that starts starts to translate into how we operated as a company in terms of the opportunities we gave persons and how we included persons in decision making. And I was just happy to be a part of all of that. And knowing that I could be myself in this space, even though I had a fair bit of anxiety um, when it just when it really just got confirmed that I was a part of the, the, the LGBT community. Um, but after a while, all of that just went, and I, the interactions became very authentic, or more authentic than ever before. Um, I never have this, you know, this cloud or over my head, it's anxiety to say, like, what happened today, or can I say this, or can I be this, can I wear this? I was just free to be, and that was the best part of it, which is why I, I proclaimed myself Jamaica's same queen. Love that. Yes. So this one says, did you burst through ESL's door openly queer or did it happen over time? Look what I did after the company when we used to work and I never want to call the people in the name. So, refer to previous question. Right. Mr. Morales. And the other well, question, I think you kind of answered it too. It says, how did you navigate being queer in that environment? Your angry self. Refer. <laughs> yeah, refer to me. The angry self. <laughs> right? And I think a lot of that did come up when we had the episode with Kevin talking about navigating non-curse places. Yeah, so um, it, it's, I always, it's great to, to hear these kinds of experiences about people being intentionally visible in different kinds of ways in those spaces and what it does for the space. Because it, it almost necessarily, almost, not always, but it almost always necessarily changes the character of the space. Sometimes it changes it for worse, but a good amount of time it changes it for the better. That's true, because we should probably have a conversation about that on another podcast, because like that just brought me up some quickly... Um, that happened at the hotel. They were playing a guys versus girls um, game. And I was I was admittedly like reserved. I wasn't really engaging as much as I wanted to because I didn't want the spotlight on me and so on. Because, um, you know, look a bit of anxiety from growing up in Jamaica. Still there, Alinga. Um, but one of the entertainment guys came over and he was like, like he was telling me to come. And I was like, no, I'm good, I'm good. He came over and he's like, because he knew I was Jamaican. He was like, I never want to ask you out loud how which team you play for. And I was just like, oh, shit. And then he became like literally my biggest like cheerleader afterwards. Because first of all, I'm putting on the woman team for play. I'm saying, the woman team. And anybody who's supposed to suck their mother. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. And he was telling my family at 2021, if I let people live their life. I'm like, oh, man. I make up myself in a different. <laughs> Trust me. Sometimes 
Just Jamaica people surprising some, some of the best women. So, all right, the next. Sorry, nights are fast back. <laughs> next question is How is the dating scene where you are? Girl, I need to change my zip code. I think so too, because I know where this I do. Girl, well, let me be fair. I'm going to preface this response with the fact that, you know, it's COVID and places are closed, so I've not gotten the full experience of being here. Sure. But um, even if I just compare Grinder here to Grinder in Jamaica, I'd prefer to be on Grinder in Jamaica, to be quite honest. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I, I, I've not had any real experience navigating the culture here, and I feel like a big part of my challenge is that. Um, but I've, like for, like for example, I've, I went out to have coffee um, one day last year, and I was there at a, the, the coffee shop sitting, enjoying my drink, looking out, then this guy came and sat across from me. Um, we had a nice conversation. He dropped me home. And we exchange contacts. And yeah, well, sorry. Like, it just makes strange man drop Yeah, some of them did not have movies. Yeah, experience Yeah, But yeah, he was he was a student. He was a student um at my university, so my school. So okay, okay. I wasn't. <laughs> this is not big. But wait, but wait, but what? How different is it from inviting a strange man into your house when you're there? Wait, no, but I like that. Mitakan, there is there. Yes, there is Mitakan. You look at me, Mitakan. I'm strange. I'm gonna just share my location quick, quick with some. Exactly. Every car me jump in, I'm sharing my location. Tell me where you there. So we could have. You know what, baby? Me have to, me have to be calculated. They're all the way at Jamaica. Yeah, wait. How soon can you get here? Me can't, me can't reach your cousin. I make your cousin reach up there. I said you were last. No, as opposed to share sharing the location with my cousin. I appreciate it though. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like I feel like I get the next chance to answer that question after the place opens. All right, to be continued. So, this are the questions we're coming in, Me and my first Maria know more than me. How is the new book? She not even me ask because I did my question to ask, so you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is the new who? Boo. boo. Yes. That's the question. What boo boo kitty? Where Halloween. Are you school? Who's that about? New boo, new bae, new partner, new boyfriend, new person in your life. Oh, I forgot so the, the people in Kansas make expression. Um, hashtag stares blankly at the screen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was about. Somebody that tried to find out something. Man, somebody that tried to find out something. I don't know what that's soon, my love. Man, I'm interested. I heard about this coffee shop story. So I'm not really get opportunity to make me know if I throw that tell me. What do you mean? Say me not with nobody? Okay, so let me let me show it all the tea since I feel like I'm lying to you, Glenroy. Ah, I forgot to the fire. 
I have this one man where we have casual sex from time to time. Right? I met him in November last year. Oh, we know. May. So we have, we have a, we, we've, we've met up a couple of times. We're not there. We're not interested for there with him. So we don't know when nobody at all about. Just something to do. Yes. When we feel like it, because I have like five or six toys in my closet. When I pull out, when I feel the need. So <laughs> I didn't even call him <laughs> from all along. We call him too tough. <laughs> right? Um, the only other person where I'm remotely interested in her, you know about Glenroy, another one with the Jamaica. And you know the whole story with that. Oh. So, anybody will ask you the question, you need to go ask them where them know, where me don't know. No, no, it's going to be I don't want profit. It's going to be a three-way conversation. No, I'm not I'm not dating. I'm not dating. I'm, I'm really not dating. Okay. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, so. <laughs> I'm done. And relatingly, what do you look for in a partner? Man, I say, man, you know, this sound like a sorry, what, what I want, sorry, say that one day again. What do you look for in a partner? Oh no, when somebody yeah, tries to somebody... make a move or nothing, they might ask you, oh, say, man. Yeah, I just, so, just, just want somebody to make. I just want somebody to make my soul go giddy up. That's all me want. <laughs> you want go. You know, I'm not there for the. For the listeners, so make you want go who? My soul go giddy up. I want your bed go ruko shuko ruko shuko. Yeah, that must come up, of course. But I feel like that's uh, that's that's really an unspoken law. Like if the bed if the bed is not broke, couple nights a week it's not go work. It's not go work. Like, like, the one, like the one upstairs, we go for the tree run every time. I mean, have to listen to it as someone. Yeah, someone. But um, I'm not here for this long list of requirements for partners. I've never been about that life. Um, if if I'm into somebody and they're into me, we can make it work. So if I if I shot them one shoot, then I don't have no bulletproof vest. Ooh. <laughs> me love her em full amount. Full <laughs> 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 a chat and them not take it back. Quickly yeah. <laughs> 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 don't assume but me love the thing. <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm going to interrupt the story because I was <laughs> But um, since the exchange, you know, the number with the man from the coffee shop, what has happened? No, like, which is why, which is why I said there is something about navigating the culture that I'm missing because <laughs> really I <feel> good, good. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time a message, it's well, every time it end up messaging me because usually, um, before last year, after we, we met, um, a few times. I reached out, we had a short conversation. Um, but then it was close to final, so I kind of get the people busy. And them people, okay, so when them dive in at them book, my love, them dive deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. But anyway, this like this semester, he reached out to me because I was like, I mean, I stressed up myself over this. He reached out to me and then said, oh, he hopes we can hang out more this semester. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Um, that was the last conversation, and this was like March or February. Um, so. Oh. Okay. Next thing we hear about two more coffee shop dates after. Well, I mean, mm. coffee shops are a thing. 
I will find my way up to Syracuse. Go up with me. You know my you know what my head chip is not a nice thing. You're gonna just carry it, you're gonna just you're gonna scare Mr. Girl me up at Syracuse. No. <laughs> then why this is why your name always get called. <laughs> just in case you <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I will come up there confusing for what is happening because something has come. Something has come. Sorry, sure. I get distracted. Um, so I changed gears now. What was high school yeah. like for you? Well, high school was the time of my life. Um, you know, people always say when they go to university, I had like the best experience for them. Like it was high school for me. Um, started out slow. Like when, when, I, when I just started high school, it was a drastic change in scenery for me because I grew up in Portmore, went to school in Portmore. Then I ended up going to school in Yorktown. Um, but then when we just started, you know, they, they, they look bullying because we're effeminate and all that they're going same way. So there was a, a little bit of an adjustment period, but for some reason or the next, I ended up making friends really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And those persons, we stuck together all throughout, all the way to sixth form. Like that was my clique. Um, we used to call ourselves the Supremes. Well, no, now we. They called, they, they're like, some, the teachers called us the Supremes. Was um, I was the only male. Mm-hmm. I was the only male in a group of about six six of us, so they're like five females. Um, and what was so good about the experience is that this group of friends that I had, we, we kept each other on our toes. So we were always like in the same, we were in the same class. Um, we were in a stream all the way up to grade nine. After that, you know, we split up in a different, different class. Now, so, but all the way up in the science is the same way. And you know, we 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 somehow became the popular kids in school, but it was very different from from a lot of the stories you hear about popular kids because we were not bullies. We were not the kind to exclude people from from being our friends. So you find that a lot of persons who probably were being bullied, um, who were they, they were bright, but People never welcomed them because of whatever. Like, you used to have this guy with him called Julie because he mowed always of water. And you have this girl where she never smells so right at one point. And, but for some reason, because of how we interacted with these people and just how we had it, we had it in with the teachers, you know, it was, it was like, I don't know, it's almost like we did royalty for some reason. Um, we could I get we could I do anything we want, we could I get away with anything, but whenever I get trouble or nothing, whenever bad, whenever I do nothing wrong on them, something they would just do what we need for do. So high school is nice. Like I mean, I don't know. It is just nice. Like would I go back? <laughs> I mean, no, would I go back? <laughs> I, I actually I actually considered it once. Um uh when Strictly 2K did keep. I went, I which year? I think 2019, Strictly 2K, when we did just cut the locks for the first time. Um, 
I did have did the S curl. Um, it was it was a high school. It was a high school edition, school uniform edition. I think it was. I'm um, pull out my white shirt with my tie. I'm a uh, have one khaki pants. I'm away. I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna say no, girl. I can't get school as fair same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but trust me, like when I got to university, I was craving high school because that was when the bullying ramped up. Um, you know, I had this mash of people from all over the country, the Caribbean come, and everybody was just so mean um, for no reason at all. Um, and this one, I lived on, and I lived on campus, so that made it even worse. So, yeah. Okay. Um, how has it been being openly queer as an environmental advocate? Mm. How has it been? It's been great. Um, I'm a part of an organization that supports inclusion. Um, and inclusion here does not necessarily pull out um, gender or sexual diversity. Um, so it's it's a core feature of who we are as an organization. And I think also that having the part having the experiences of being an being an, a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, and also being a part of a global society that's experiencing um, the effects of climate change and all of that puts me in a particular position to speak about these things in ways that multiple um, publics can accept, can appreciate rather. So even though me present um as myself in these spaces just the same um i I don't tone i tone nothing down to have a meeting that's about climate change or environmental protection um just just how i just how i'm able to speak about the issues i think many many people think it makes sense so it's not it 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 almost feels right um like it's really the thing i was meant to be doing even more than human rights advocacy so So, it's 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 a very 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 good and affirming feeling just to know that i'm in this space i'm talking about something that is not unique to one particular group of people but I'm also able to bring forth these underrepresented voices in the conversation. And I think that's really what makes it so great for me. Okay. So, so what was one thing you thought you couldn't achieve, but were shocked that you did? Getting a Fulbright scholarship. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you. Okay. Talk to yeah. Um, I never think I could have done it though. Talk to what? Hmm? I never think I could have done it. You know, my men work already. I always feel like 
things up to par. But um, I because I did I did apply for a few things before I applied for the Fulbright scholarship. Um, maybe I applied for this program for China for the something. I remember what the program was, but I guess that's testament to the fact that we just never be supposed to get that from day one. Um, there was that, but then also I did apply for what um, another program under the Fulbright umbrella, which is the Humphrey Davy. Um, it's not it's not a, a it's not a degree track, but it's it's like a research residency type of capacity building things. So they spend a year and you know, work on some some projects and meet some people network. That's what I applied for. Um, because anybody really wants to hear from Jamaica for like too long. And also I wasn't thinking to like give up my job entirely and everything and move to come to school. So I applied for that. But I didn't get through for that one. But then the persons who were reviewing the application thought I would have made a good candidate for the Fulbright scholarship. Um, so that's how that came that came to me. I was like, okay, cute. Fulbright, all right. Um, let me apply. And there were a few, there were a few challenges along the way because we never did end up get some of the, the forms and we did need to get in time for the, the application deadline. And we tell the people them say, listen, we now get the form, so we can't go do it. And then say, them say, did you come back and she cussed me and say, What you mean? You know? Come at the interview and give the form after. <laughs> so you know so like this, so it was just because of those those obstacles along the way I was like oh my god is this really gonna happen but then and then it was a year long it's a year long process the Fulbright so after then select you you know the year when you apply you literally have to go through all of these things all of these hurdles for is to get approval from Washington to do the program. And then you have to, after you get that, you still have to submit a bag of things for them review to see if, you, if them can actually facilitate you to come to the program. So I'm just really, I'm really happy that I cleared all of those hurdles and was able to get here amidst all the, 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 the stuff that's happening with the pandemic and stuff. So I think that that, that would be it. That would really be. How do you guys feel? Real proud of you. Love what I fear can't be unfair. Don't so. it? Right, right. Full bright, never half bright. <laughs> <laughs> I never half bright. I love that. <laughs> Next time I order my panini, I must say, give me all 12 inches because I'm not half of anything. I don't Hello? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are wind up. Do you believe in true love? Yes, yes. Hashtag yes, exclamation mark. Um, but I feel, like, feel like the question asks towards a particular direction and I need to broaden the scope because at the end of the day, um, <clears throat> true, love, true love for me does not necessarily lie in a romantic partner. And more and more, I'm, I'm probably leaning towards the, the reality that that may be the case for me. Like, 
I mean not the 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 person who I may consider to be my soulmate or the person who I consider myself to love unconditionally may not be the person who I end up in a relationship with. And may I prepare myself to start to contend with that just in case I end up um, there with somebody because I know that might cause some conflict. Um, but yeah, then watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Can't, we can't, then I saw it. So, 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 yeah, I'll see. Just say. <laughs> yes, me not say no. Me feel so like me feel like I I really do feel like I've made that connection. Okay. Um. But as me say, me not there with nobody. So, and I'm not even interested in a relationship with a person. You know, we've had this conversation multiple times. Like. I'm actually in love with somebody right now, but it's not, but I'm actually not interested in a relationship with the person. May we come I mean, know it sounds weird. No, it's not so, no, well, not necessarily to me, but Mr. Try, figure out if I, if I own me, I think. Oh, all right. After the podcast, I will not speak yeah. much tea. No, 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 True love does exist and it does not look the same way for everybody. So it's important that we we are open to the different ways in which that can manifest for us. Say three things that you are grateful for. Me, I am grateful for me, first and foremost. I am awesome, fabulous, and fucking fierce. And I'm grateful for all of that. I am also grateful for my friends and my chosen family, two in one, but also different. Um, the emojis have been a very, very big part of uh, my journey. As much as that's been like, the sh- in terms of my entire life, that's probably, a, that's a very short portion of my, my existence but they have had a profound impact on the direction I've chosen for my life and how certain things have unfolded. And I'm just also grateful to be in a position where I can have conversations like this and, um, and different conversations about different things, you know, just to hopefully inspire persons and get persons to, to start to challenge certain narratives that exist in society. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for those three things. I mean, the list is very much longer, but I think those are the top, top three. Mm. We have the cue something more we did have in the mega Oh my God, program. yes, the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I will press the button. Yeah. Quiet. Uh, is there anyone in life you think you owe an apology to? If so, who? Uh no. <laughs> can't think of any can't think of anyone. Tell us so just everything with actress at the start from never that year. No, because the only the old no <laughs> like the one me tell, me tell you the only thing in my life when I ever feel like I never did for do what I did do. 
And how many did they with um I don't want to call him name on the podcast. The lion one? Lion one? No, no. The um the last one I made it there before we left Jamaica. Cause we had a we had a relationship before that. Um and I think I just I was I was a bit too jealous and irrational and I ended that relationship just because of how I did feel like I did feel like he might do something he never did supposed to do. So I tell him to it over and I block him, I delete him, I do everything. Um, <laughs> and he never deserve it. But I apologize to him already, so I don't want nobody an apology. So you get the apology again, you hear? You get the apology again. I'm not going to come one like to say. You get the apology You get the apology again. All right. Next question. <laughs> um, what does self-care look like for you? Self-care for me is just disconnecting from the world around me. Um, a, a lot is happening, and especially with so, social media, and I, I consume a lot of social media, um, primarily because there's a lot of information there that, helped, that, that has helped me um, to frame certain opinions and have certain types of conversations. But it gets overwhelming a lot. Um, and then with school and then with everything else we have to deal with in life, for me, it's just disconnecting from literally everything. Uh, taking a day, not responding to emails, not checking on social media, not having any conversations of any, I would say, significant import to anything. So if we have a conversation on a self-care day, it's going to be something frivolous. Like, not talking about politics, not talking about the environment. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing. We have to do with the world, right? Um, so that, and that's, really, that's really it. Um, and during, during that time, I'd probably do some, some things like maybe shave my eyebrow, do like a face mask. Get my nails done, some. But for me, the like the the manicure, pedicure, beautification part of it is not the big thing for me. It's just really the fact that I've disconnected from the world, so to speak. Okay, okay. And finally, how do you want to be remembered when you are gone? How do I want to be remembered when, Madhu? When you are gone. When I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, just, I just want people to remember me as the art girl where they do a whole heap of good work in the environment and so. <laughs> like, I, I don't want any part of who I am to be erased in my memoirs. Like, I want the fullness of me to be remembered. Okay, a good age after I like to a lot of people. So yes, right for yourself. All right, them yourself. Don't trust no bitch. <laughs> Which is why I may leave a legacy of written of written things. So I have the blog, I have the look of Queen Eagle magazine, and so I have the look of Facebook and Twitter post them. So when some of them come out, we can create and say, no, the child never did do this. Right. It's something here, my approach. And I'm sure you know, I'm, 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 I'm
I mean, I did laugh, but I'm going to make sure it's alright. <laughs> oh, God, this was fun. Thank you, Em. Thank you so much for sharing bits and pieces. I know if you're sharing, you know. I um, survived. You know, all right, you survived. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Glenn Rye, for the, for the digging, because I know it's not going to nice if you're dig. <laughs> And thank you to the listeners for submitting your questions. Um, they were truly fun and we had a wonderful time asking them and getting to know our um, not-so-new podcast mate um, some more. As per usual, if you have any comments for us, if you have uh, any questions, any ideas for episode, um, episode, any ideas for future episodes, please send them to fishtpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, at the Fish Tea, uh, Podcast. It's the same all across those platforms. We look forward to hearing from you and love, love, love sharing with you. As Glenroy would say, uh, stay sophisticated. Bye. Bye.